Uptown Talk, episode 17. In this episode, it's five days until week one, baby. Dude, uh, I'm not sure if the Texans are ready about... Texans definitely ain't ready. They ain't ready. I don't think they're ready for the whole season, but that's a different story. Because this Colts defense, it's going to be very hard to move the ball against this defense. Yeah, Grover... Grover, yeah, Grover in the middle with and Defoe. Defoe. Right, he ain't right in the middle. Quiddy Pay, who's going to be, think he's going to get double digit sacks this season? No, I don't, think, I don't think. I don't think he's going to so? get double. No, I think who's I think, who's leading the team in sacks this year? Yannick. And if Andrew Reed was playing Madden, uh, probably be Dio. Uh, more like Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> but you're trying to say you think Yannick? Yannick. I thought I think Yannick. Yannick. I think Yannick is probably due for eleven or twelve, and Quiddy's due for about eight. Eight over under. You want to put ten bucks on it? No. <laughs> I'm not doing this shit anymore. Why? Because I'm like Come over two. Uh uh-uh, uh, you won the first one. First bet we made was on this pod. I'm glad you don't remember it, but I'll remind you: wide receiver versus tight end. Oh uh, yeah, I did win that one. Yeah, that was a no. That was a no brainer. That I mean, yeah, and so was uh, <laughs> a few bets that we made. Listen, I thought Kiki had a chance, but Mike Strong coming in. It hot started and heavy. out promising. Um, Mike Mike Strong did not come out hot and heavy. Well, oh, sorry, 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 he surgery. Yeah, whenever he got off, and I then mean, yeah, you just don't let that kind of guy go. Let's just be honest. Speaking of you, letting guys go, mm-hmm. you see who they brought back today. Philip Lindsay practice yeah, squad, the practice squad. Inter- yeah, that, was, that was the surprising cut that you and I didn't even think about. I am. Um, I wonder what his baggage he has. Well, he's, Scott he's, Finney, head coach. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 number one, but that's that's not relevant for our listeners. <laughs> Scott, Some of them. Scott dominated. He broke records with Philip Lindsay. Like and I'm Christian sure, McCaffrey for him. Pretty sure Philip Lindsay, if I remember correctly, does not have a recorded forced fumble against him. Is that serious? Is I think so. Back checking. Yeah, give me. Uh, that would be ridiculous. But going on, we'll we'll come back to how you look. This Colts defense is going to be tough. Stephon Gilmore, that last preseason game he had, I'm just that watching him play against Mike Evans kind of had me sold. I'm like, this dude, he stays healthy this year. He's going to be a quiet leader on this defense. Like you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh shit, we have Stefan Gilmore. Like when he makes a big play, you're just going to forget that we have him, And then you're going to be like number five pick six. So uh, Philip Lindsay, no recorded fumbles loss. That's a ridiculous stat. So what's wrong with him? Like, why are you, you know, not that, no, that, no, that's exactly what I was just trying to say. It's like, what is his baggage? Is he not fast? Like, is he not a, like, maybe he doesn't have that breakaway speed he used to have. I mean, which makes his, sense. His worst years with the Texans. Not surprising. He didn't get he hasn't gotten any toes since the Broncos because he had three stellar seasons of the Broncos at 100, 100 toes each, and then he goes 50 and 38 with the Texans and Dolphins, respectively. So, Man, I don't get that. That's weird. That fall is weird. I mean, he didn't even make the team. Uh, so, my thing Bron- with the Broncos, I think they just brought in, um, they just brought in the talent, uh, and then he, I think he got forced out that room. Melvin I mean, Gordon, it is and, what happened. Yes, good observation. Andrew Reed, uh, with your <laughs> stellar, stellar observations. <laughs> uh, I'll quote you. Andrew Reed. But yeah, it's just like I don't think he's a temperament problem either, because I don't think the Colts. If he was, if he, I think you would have known that by now. I know that's what I'm saying. So it's people just like, love eating at it ish up. Uh, yeah, it makes you curious, but I think 
ultimately for the Colts, I think he got cut for special teams. Yeah. And while not everyone agrees with that, listen, you're not Chris Bauer. Who doesn't agree with that? Well, I'll give you, I, I, I think I, I know one. I know says. one guy that's six out. It's your brother. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. He doesn't. He why? No, that's definitely why he got cut. Philip Lindsay. No, no, no. If you're not he's, a special team, you're not. He was it. saying that he should have stayed on and would have preferred oh, to cut a you, special team. I thought. Oh, I thought you were saying he got cut because of special teams, and you were saying people weren't. Sorry, sorry. That. He got cut in favor of keeping a special teamer on the team. Oh, I am with this. With us being Colts fans, we should know how important special teams is because we finally had a good special teams unit last year. Like that was mm-hmm. the best special team. Hey, Matt Hawk doesn't look bad though. Seen. So let's Matt Hawk does one. not look bad. We got very lucky with him. And um, Brett Kern and did I not go to the Buffalo right. Bills. So Remember, I, I predicted. Was, I predicted I was not Matt Hawk, that right. One. No, I was. No, no, I was, but I was oh. saying the episode following. Okay. I thought Brett Kern was so just to, to recap this. I was right, and you were wrong. Yeah, Zach was right. Okay. Are we Let's... recapping every episode or just that conversation? No, I was just. We can no, sum was... up both. Was Zach right? Andrew's I, wrong. I, I hate this guy. <laughs> I'm just but... feeling cocky right now because of that ass whooping I put on you in our first Madden 23 game. I don't want to talk about it. This will not come up in the pod. I I will go on. I will go on peaceful silent strike. <laughs> Hey, that might not be the worst thing. Man, <laughs> yeah, you can't even stop talking on you right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, all right. But Colts week one against the Texans is very favorable. I we just went on and on about the defense. We just got lost in it because it's going to be awesome this year, ladies and gents. I will. So obviously, you know me. Got the Quinn Nelson hat on the wall. Got the O line jersey behind me of a studly Avon guy. I don't know who that is. Game um, jersey. <clears throat> I'll quote you. Andrew. You know how many times he got hurt in that jersey? And yeah, was like, me. Is he okay? Down. Yes, Andrew. Andrew. Which one? Reed. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Back. Did you, you want to hear a funny story? Mm-hmm. So one of my um, supervisors at work is really big into, into high school football. Okay. And there is a co-worker that, whose last name is Tid. And so he was at that game. I'm like, dude, I played in that game because we got talking about it. And then he found the game online and watched it this past weekend to see how good I was. <laughs> he's like you move faster then i'm like i probably move faster now but thanks for the say, when's it, when are you like doing offensive line drills in front of him or something like that is that's a statement that is i feel like that's no, not i, I, I don't i don't do move combine I mean, work for him you know, trap master squat master squat squat midst still i see it so every once in a while when you're not looking andrew will start dropping back in a pass set and i'm like Respect. Oh, I'm all here for the offensive line, like TikTok, Instagram reels. I'm all about it. I saw one that was pretty funny. They're pretty. They're all pretty funny, but that's because yeah. I'm biased. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think I can find them humorous. Like that one that you sent that was just very false. It was like the pulling guard. Uh, that one yeah. was just I just don't remember a moment like that. But I do remember making you blurry. Oh my god! At some point or another. All right, Mister Vegetable against BD. That did happen. All right, reeling it back in against the Texans. Um, yeah, for the YouTube, you guys just got a treat with that one. Um, <laughs> the Texans, uh, this is going to be an o, this is going to be an O line dress rehearsal because I think if they see something they don't like here, I think they'll be definitely thinking about what they need to do in the future. I'm not sold on Pinter at right guard, but I'm definitely up for giving them a chance. I do like what you just said there, opening up against the Texans. There's two reasons, two major reasons. One, the obvious. We got to win a freaking game in week one. I am I know, tired of dude. starting the season behind. It's just old. I'm tired of waiting for teams to lose to help us get in the playoffs. I'm just, I'm over it. Let's just start the season out right. Week one in Houston, get the dub. I'm excited to end that drought for, you know, so going on to the second thing, because what you just said 
it's going to be a great trial and error game. You're going to see what works, what doesn't. You're going to see Matt Ryan at work, working some mastery in my – I'm really hoping that that's the case. And I um, I honestly don't think Frank Reich opens up the playbook even 50%. I think he keeps with the vanilla play calling piece. You're going to get one of the worst – uh, one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see a little bit more in preseason, but you're definitely not going to see what is really. No, you're going not going to see it. what we're going to do against week three. It's yeah, going to be two exactly. different ball games. But going, I mean, I've, going I've seen football one on one, but exactly, you're going you're going to get a kick out of this. So today, um, I was at work helping a guy out. This guy's wearing Colts shoes, Colts shirt, Colts hat. Is he Colts caveman? Uh no. So this dude's got like long dreads, like you know he he's just coming in saying, "Hey, I got I got a food truck and I need some propane." So I'm like, "This is I guarantee." Like, I mean, we'll see him at the this game. This dude's a Colts fan. <laughs> so listen to this. So we're just chatting. So he's obviously a diehard Colts fan. So we just start going on and on. Brandon's in the back because Brandon was in, and he comes in. He hears us just hyping up the Colts, getting all hype because we're both like, "Colts going to the Super Bowl." Colts are going. They're they're a team that everybody's sleeping on. And then Brandon just comes in to pour a little water on that fire. But we didn't let that we didn't let that happen. Okay. So I end up finding out this guy. This guy's from Houston. Oh. So he, he <laughs> yeah, he goes to the Houston games, but he's a he's a Colts fan. He said he was an Oilers fan. Oilers guy, but when they dipped. So yeah, so he was an Oilers fan, Houston Oilers fan, but he dipped because Oilers dipped. He's like, I ain't becoming a Titans fan. So I was like, Peyton Manning's pretty cold. Colts Why fan. not? Yeah. So he ended up, he said he became a Colts fan. So he's going to be at week one opener in Houston. And then he's also a season ticket holder. So got to meet a fellow season ticket holder. So that was pretty cool. We like joke. He goes, I'll see you at the game. I'm like, sure. <laughs> but it, respect. I love this dude with mad shitting on Carson Wentz, but he was wearing a Carson Wentz jersey. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So uh, breaking and devastating news. I had the number two pick. So again, I miss out on Jonathan Taylor yet again. Ooh, who's number one? The best TA. I don't know who that is, but oh, Jonathan Taylor, let's go! Yeah, let's go! Oh my god, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, what'd you say? Did you say the great news, everybody? What just I, happened? <laughs> no, I said breaking news, and, and I was you devastated. said this news is devastating. All I right, couldn't so, disagree more, Andrew. All right, so where the odds you don't pick him? Uh, I already did. No, what are the odds? You won't you won't play it. Where yeah, the odds you take Cooper? That. Where are the odds you take Cooper Cup? Pick one. I I would never do this in a million years, and I always play the what are the odds game. Yeah, always. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Suck it. Yeah, you want it so bad. That's sus. I'll take two though. <laughs> I'll take Cooper I'm sure, Cup. I'm sure. I'll, you I'll, will. I'll tell you right now. I'm taking Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking JT. But going back into it, I got Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, week one is going to lead us to a fat dub. Houston Colts prediction. What you got? 34 to 3. 34 to 3. It's gonna be a it's gonna be an ass beaten. Molly Womp. And okay, I think they're gonna get three. Their max is 10 points. Okay. So I think I, think I also I, think it's gonna be a blowout, and it's, I think it's gonna be a show out. It's gonna be a show out blowout. I think they're going to make a statement week one, dude. So is it going to be 34 to three? Probably not. Is it more going to be like 28 to 10? Probably. I'm going, no, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be 35. I think they're going to score some touchdowns. They're going to get a defensive touchdown. And I think JT and Matt Ryan are both going to light it up in week one. It's the Texans. You got to remember that. And the Colts are pissed off of what happened last year. Their last game they played was against the Jaguars. It's going to be an ass whooping. It's going to be 35 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 35-14. They're gonna get some garbage points. Yeah, that's why I gave ten because I think there's gonna be a garbage time touchdown. Davis Mills to Brandon Cooks. Heck yeah! So let's go ahead and ask that question again, and we'll bring on our guest, a tailgating master, legend actually. Legend. He's Even a legend better. of the game. He knows tailgating. Put some respect. Put some it. respect on his name. It's in his DNA, which is also my DNA. So yes, we have my father, Ed Batustak, joining the chat. He is gonna give his takes on the Colts uh week one in the upcoming season, his expectations. And then we're also gonna do a little uh little advice on some tailgating because as we said, he is a legend at tailgating. Well, is that my intro to come in? That's your uh, intro. See, we gassed you up ginormously before you got in. Well, I appreciate that. Well, hello again, everybody. How are we doing this evening? Huh? Oh, I'm doing great. Listen, we're five days to the season, or at least for the Colts open up your season. Like, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Ecstatic. Uh, as <laughs> ecstatic. Best time of the year. Agreed. You know, always, well, those oh, years of coaching, I would say, you know, that's what I love about football. You start the season, you're in shorts and t-shirts. And when it finally all ends, you're in sweatpants and sweatshirts and covers such a nice time of year. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's see, great. It, it was a nice time of year until the Purdue game where they blew that fourth quarter lead against Penn state. <laughs> and who is sitting to my left? No one other than my girlfriend, Emily, who is a Penn state graduate. So she's a Nittany line. Not happy about that. Week one. Going to Houston, we just gave our prediction of the final score. Let me just put you on the spot right here. Prediction of the final here in five days. I would say the Colts are going to come out, and they're going to start out a little slow. Okay. uh, First half. Typical. Yes, but I think um, this is the year where we get a fast start. And so my prediction on this score is going to be the Colts uh, 35. We'll go to Texans. I'll give him 17. Oh, so I was 35-14. Ah. Yeah, we're close. And the same exact thing where we said we're I, – I, Andrew and I just discussed how tired of playing from behind in the season, waiting for teams to lose to see if it helps us get in the playoffs. And I said, I'm tired of that. So let's start off the season and finally get a dub. Absolutely. I mean, just get, meatball down the middle, Houston Texans who are walking dumpster fire. So whatever easy <laughs> way to start. So the one thing I disagree with, Dad, is I think – think about the last game these guys played. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. You think they're going to come out slow sitting on that game? I don't think they're going to come out slow uh, because of that. I just think with a new quarterback and with some of the rookies they're going to have in key positions, mm-hmm. it's going to be maybe just a little off optimum. Okay. So, and you think they're going to click? Oh, yeah. They'll click. Yeah. They're going to click. Got it. I, I kind of agree with what Ed's saying, though, because I like, get to remember, though Matt Ryan is a true professional, it's his first year with the system. Yeah, like, he's sure. go, He's going to need – it's not going to click in the first drive. So you're probably going to see some probably going to see some drops, probably going to see some miscommunication. But I think ultimately I think JT takes over because he finally gets to you know do something. He hasn't done – he hasn't played anything. He didn't do any of the preseason. So that means fresh. He's ready to go. So I yeah my prediction that I mentioned earlier I want to put it more towards a statistic number. Um, I said they're going to get a defensive touchdown, 
And you always Matt say Ryan, they're going to get a defensive touchdown. Though. Damn straight. Yeah. And I'm usually right. Uh, not really. But, yeah, no, um, no, you won't. Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor. And okay, Andrew, really quick. There's a difference between saying they're going to get the defensive touchdown and putting it in a oh shit parlay. Oh, Those are I two know. Come on. Different let me, but okay, let but me just ev- make my point. Okay, but every week you go, Colts defensive touchdown. Lock yeah. it in. That yeah, doesn't my, sound like your oh parlay. shit parlay. Well, Zach, I do want to hear you say, I guarantee. I haven't heard a guarantee from Yeah, Anna. guarantee it, oh. Zach. Guarantee it. I guarantee that Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan will both be responsible for multiple touchdowns. Okay. Come week well, one. That's, that's like calling the sky blue. And JT is going to have more than Matt Ryan. Yeah, those, those are pretty safe guarantees. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's, um, that's what a guarantee that, is. Hey, just get a victory, right? Yes, yeah. that's number one. Yes, yes. I, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a great season for the Colts. You guys have covered it very well. And, uh, you know, I think uh, two key areas, if you guys don't mind me taking it this, you know, two keys to the Colts season are going to be uh, pass rush. Yep. Okay. Did they do enough to address it? And, you know, I feel pretty confident with what the uh, Chris Ballard has done because in Ballard we trust. Big question mark, but we're all optimistic that wide receiving core. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, look, you know, Pierce, Pittman, uh, you know, and Campbell, uh, you know, a lot of question marks. Pittman's solid. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, a rookie and then, you know, someone who's, you know, played what? 15 games in a rookie in his third year now. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I think Zach and I have always been big Paris Campbell guys. And I think if this year he can, you know, knock on wood, this uh, is his fourth year, too. Now I think about it. Yeah. He's going into a contract year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. like, it's like you're, they're taking a flyer on, on him this year. If he does what he's been doing, he's not going to get re signed. But I have faith in him because I've seen what they've been doing at camp. And it ultimately just stays. It ultimately just depends if he stays healthy or not. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I think if he does stay healthy, I think he's going to be our downfield um, threat. That's really going to like just bust open the secondary. Yeah, I mean that's what he was supposed to be the last three years. And yeah, I, I don't. You know, how can you fault the guy? You know, these weird injuries, right? Uh, uh, unfortunate weird injuries. Yeah. Let's hope it uh, stays together and you know pays off for him because it'll yeah, pay for off, sure. right? Yeah, hopefully. I'm I'm hopeful, but I was like that the last uh, three years. So <laughs> we'll see if it plays into uh, you know real life. Now, Ed, I, I hate the fact that we kind of talked about this already, but I want to get your take. Who leads the Colts in sacks this year? And give me a number. Wow, um, I'm going to go with uh, Quiddy. Ooh, oh, spicy. number 51 in blue and white. Yeah. That's why. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that till now. That's hilarious. <laughs> so here's why. Okay. A, probably the most important, he wears number 51. And I'll bring <laughs> one, as we know, right? Yeah. No, um, but the impact he's going to have in the second year, I think uh, having that, you know, rookie season under his belt, you've seen him progress. Mm-hmm. But the bigger impact I think will be we'll have someone like Ngakwe on the other side um, that is going to bring 
a lot of attention to his side of the ball. And then with what we have between Grover and, you know, big 99, you know, we're going to be stout up front. So. Yeah. Um, I got a, one last question before we go into our last segment for you. Are you, uh, you know, we got additions on the offensive side and defensive side. And as you talked about earlier in Ballard, we trust, and I do think he, uh, he hit on the spots he needed to hit. Are you more excited this year for the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball? Ooh, I like this. You know, um, that's a great question. And I'm going to go defense, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, I'm very excited about they finally have a quarterback, I feel, with Ryan. You know, not just a, you know, a one-year flyer. You know, you're, I think we're going to see, you know, um, a few good years out of him, you know, and mm-hmm. – so, and then, but when you go to the defense, I mean, you know, what he's put together in the secondary and, you know, I look at that defensive line we just talked about, you know, we had a very mild pass rush last year and I think we're, we're going to bring it. Yes. Uh, a new coordinator who's going to yeah. hopefully more and not be so soft between the twenties. Um, you know, I just feel like it's poised to be, uh, one of those special years. Agreed. And another reason why I think it's going to be so special is because of how awesome tailgating is going to be this year. It's <laughs> a good transition. Good transition. So now we're just going to go ahead and dive into it. We're going to talk about some do's and don'ts of tailgating because we got a tailgating master, as we said. So let's kind of explain to why we're calling him a legend of tailgates because he's been tailgating probably, you know, longer than you've been alive. Longer than definitely longer than I've been alive. That's that's a fact. I know uh, ever since I was little, I used to tailgate at Avon. The tailgate started to progress over the years as I got older. Um, went from Avon, and then my brother played football at the now Division II school of Thomas More University. So we were tailgating out there. He had a great setup, and now we're ready to take it on to the professional level. Why? Well, there's my cue. Uh, before we start, though, it's very important to start off right. Oh. That's a great. This is a professional right here, ladies and gentlemen. Take notes. Um, for those not on the YouTube, um, Ed, what do you crack? What do you just crack open for us? Was that is that a gumball head? <laughs> Andrew, you know me very well. Oh yeah, gumball Ed, back at it with the gumball head. Here's some Bud Light ASMR. I can't let you drink alone, sir. So I myself grabbed a beer to join you. Well, cheers. You know, cheers. So let's cool. talk about uh, you know tailgating. You know. First of all, you talked about my years at Avon. I'm, I'm the proud founder of the uh, Flask Brigade, as you may recall. Touchdown uh, juice. Touchdown juice. Yes, yes. Uh, good old, uh, my good Uncle Jack, Jack Daniels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was your, was your fireball in one of them, or am I just remembering? No, nope, you're thinking of wrong? Tennessee Honey. There we go. That's probably why. Yeah, Tennessee Honey was the uh, the actual uh, drink of choice. Um you know, that way your breath didn't just smell totally like Jack Daniels. It had a hint of You're sweet. just you're just eating red hots. Someone sweet. asked you. Southern Tennessee. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so he had touchdown juice to where, as you would guess, every time there's a touchdown, they would drink from the holy grail of juice and celebrate. And so it sounds like that's a do right there. Tailgating. Well, 
equals alcohol. Well, well let the master get there. That's, I'm just that's saying. Just, I know. Superb. I know what he's saying. I know what he's but, saying. But let it be noted, um, there's a lot of touchdowns you come to 2015 um, Avon football season. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, um, you know that was we had to get bigger flasks for uh, ah, the year. I love but, it. What I remember is, you know, I had 13 straight years of being up in that uh, section of the bleachers and. The interesting thing about the flask brigade was when it started, you know, we, I hid that flask within a, you know, my jacket or shirt. And every time we'd celebrate, you kind of do the, put your head down behind the, you know, and do one of these. And, <laughs> okay. By the time you guys were playing, it was like, we're just, <laughs> and I looked around there about two dozen guys with flasks up there celebrating, you know, nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when all the players' dads are the ones doing it, can you really be too upset about it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would I have loved to see someone say something about it. What What did I tell you uh, after the cathedral game, Zach? It was all your fault. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, enough reliving the glory days. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's Let's talk about some tailgating. So, Ed, if I yeah. wanted to have a successful tailgate, what is my first? do or don't well let's start with the all these are going to relate to the same point preparation okay you got to be that's a true coach right there there you go we got to take this down now to how to prepare properly okay i like it i like it because you know what you got to prepare for a freaking football game if you're on the field or in the parking lot and i love that that's a great first answer. Let, I, him, let him get the prepared. Out. I'm sorry. I'm getting steamed. I had to get it out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be all jacked up and ready to go here, right? I mean, so, <laughs> you know, the first one is have a plan of what you want to do, right? So it, the old uh, cliche of who, what, where, and when. So, um, you know, who's coming? How many people, right? Um, you know, what's the event? Of course, we're talking football. But heck, I've tailgated for concerts, baseball games, you know, for yes. back shoes, right? Yes. The where? Arnie's. Yep. You know, are, <laughs> we, <laughs> are we uh are we, you know, preparing for out in a, a parking lot of the stadium or you know, in a school parking lot before the college or high school? You gotta you gotta take that into account as well. And yeah. then the when, you know, and you know. The when is very important. So, because the when is time, right? So, if you're prepared and you do all the uh, the planning, you know, make sure you give adequate time to host this properly. Yeah. So, you think about this. Uh, if you're going to do it right, you know, you want to get there early, set up, and then, you know, enjoy, have a plan so you can get to the game in plenty of time, and then... Don't forget the post game tail, right? Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Well, it's important. That's a good. That's a good tailgate. Let all those people drive away in traffic, and you know, reheat whatever you made, and uh, have some. Uh, and important, drink. important note: win or lose, you booze. Boom. But don't booze and drive. Never booze and drive. Don't booze and drive. No. Nope. Great point, Andrew. Have a have a DD set, right? That's that's the other thing. That's that's part of your plan, though. That's see? part of preparation, part of yeah. Right. All right. So the do's and don'ts. Number one, gotta add that plan. If I right. can trust anyone with trip, trip uh, planning anything, it's Mr. Impetustack. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
number two, uh, you know, just in maybe no particular order, but I would say, you know, um, prepare for the weather. Um, so, you know, obviously you're going to, you, if it's going to be sunny, you know, and hot, you got to have some shade, right? You have plenty of water, um, something other than alcohol to, uh, to keep you uh, satisfied. That's hard to say, but you know, it's practical to do, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. We're going to drink water. Yeah. Or if it's consequently if it's cold, you know, you want to make sure you have proper, uh, you know, you can put up a windscreen or whatever the case is. So you know. number two is pretty much know your conditions. There you go. Yeah. That's part of the preparation, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So be ready for the weather, which kind of yeah, takes me into the next one. Well, is... Let me make a point on the second one real quick. Know yeah. your conditions. This is coming from Mr. Zach Batuzdak, who had to go to the puddle, a.k.a. known as the piss puddle in Buffalo. And he went <laughs> there in boat shoes. So he obviously did not know his conditions. So I will say. You are not wrong, but I was smart enough to know stepping one foot over the ditch to prepare yourself, aka preparation, going into the piss puddle. I knew I would turn around and I would never look back at it. <laughs> All right, I had to get that out of the way because air conditions, as we know, um, last year no our whole crew puddles. went to Buffalo and it was uh, it was cold, it was muddy, but it wasn't rainy though. At least for uh, it wasn't like a downpour. But and why'd you have a rain? Don't worry about it. Why'd you have a? Why'd you wait for a poncho? Well, I'm talking about like the tail. I'm, whoa, whoa, time out. I'm talking about the tailgate. Oh, okay, you're right. We're talking about tailgates right now. That's yeah. another story for another time. That's another time. And another story. I was there. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I'll bring you that on for that one because you had the first hand view of that. So, but you know, um, so yeah. You know, that's part of it as well. Know your situation. Um, you know, important aspect of a tailgate, I think that makes it or break it, is your menu. Right? So, um, you know, I, I just mentioned weather. You know, if it's hot and early in the season, the last thing you want to do is have a big pot of chili on there, right? I mean, yeah, uh, not that I could take that in any weather you know, as I say that, but chili's a football food. Let that be known though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I I always say the chili for midway to late in the season, Uh, you know, so that way everybody kind of stands around and, you know, you can get warm standing around the the pot on the grill or, Mm -hmm. you know, and enjoying a, you know, where that chili's piled high and just steaming. So kind of keeps you warm, but yeah, um, but menu is important too. So obviously, depending on how many people you have, you know, um, I've done it all. I've done bratwurst, uh, hot dogs, burgers, chicken, um, and chicken wings. You know, if the key there is prepare as much of the food ahead of time. So you're not taking all your time cooking. At the, that's in the common theme here. Yes. You see that prepare. Pepper? Yeah. That's what um, you need. You need a sign that says prepare, prepare, prepare. So you can hang it up. <laughs> I mean, I would put, pull out cooked bratwurst and uh, basically you're reheating them, searing them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely but plan your menu accordingly. And my advice is always plan for a little extra because oh, yeah. we were talking earlier, um, you know, you got the pregame and if you have plenty of time, you're going to enjoy it before 
<coughs> excuse me, afterwards, you're going to be uh, hungry as well. While the yeah. traffic's day, you're cracking open that beer. And you say, hey, what, what's left over? And then you're you're getting back into the food, and it's great. It's just okay. this- So you're talking so about you- food. Oh, I had a question about the food. I got a question, too. Okay, yeah. you go also first. Also about the food. Mine's right. There's – here, Andrew, you go ahead. I'm, I'm going to write it down so I don't. Okay, so uh, this is a very simple question. You're talking about knowing your spread of like food when it comes to the weather. What is your what is your over under temperature for chili like outside of when it's acceptable to eat chili? Well, I think chili is one of those anytime foods. You can always make exceptions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I kind of like that. Um, you know, we'll just use ambient, say seventy degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so I guess where I'm trying to go with this question is like. Me personally, when it comes to eating chili for football, it needs to be like under fifty degrees outside. I it need needs that to be long sleeve weather in my yeah opinion. yeah. I need to have a long sleeve on. If I'm wearing short sleeves comfortably, and that says a lot, because that means uh, it's like probably sixty. Listen, because um, I'll eat. Chi- I want to eat some chili. I'll eat chili whenever, but for some reason, I think it's the Purdue tailgates I have stuck in my head. It's like forty-five degrees. The only thing that's keeping you warm is the booze and the hot chili that's in your hand. Hot chili. Hot chili. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a must, Andrew, to your point. So, um, yeah, if there's a, a line, um, I've done it typically when it's in sub 60. So that's that's my optimum for chili right there. So give me a nice 50 degree day, sunny, you know, and that crisp fall weather. Oh, man. And then a bowl of chili and a cold beer. Man, nothing better. Nothing better except for that with football. There you go. <laughs> so going on to my question. Okay. I want you to imagine you're in front of Lucas oil. Okay. There's a bunch of tailgates all around you. You're walking up and down. There's going to be two questions on this. First question. You're walking up. You see this food in your mind right now. And you're going straight to the tailgate. What is that food? Wow. Um, what is my go-to food on what the is- tailgate? the ultimate tailgating food that will automatically grant that your tailgate, your tailgate is successful. You know, I got to put it to uh barbecue. Like, uh, Ooh. Some you know, ribs and brisket. Ribs and brisket. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen some really good tailgate. Yeah. Where, so a good example, probably the best tailgating I've ever been to is uh, up in Lambeau. Right. And, they that sounds are, like a bucket list item. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> bucket list. So is tailgating at Lambo. Uh, you know, they, they do it like no one else. I mean, there's people in costumes everywhere, and there isn't a it, it's like, um, you know, Oktoberfest, uh, from <laughs> on, on steroids, it's incredible. I bet. Uh, I mean, what else is there to do over there other than to you know, build welders? Right. Exactly. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and spotted cow, by the way. And um, spotted cow. Another great delicious. But um, no, uh, my point, you know, they, they really go all in and you can tell they're there early. They're in costume. When I said costume, uh, there's there is a Pope guy dressed in a Green Bay Packer Pope outfit. The big Pope hat walking uh-huh. around. That's ridiculous. There was a guy in the uh, uh, cheese leader hosen. Um, oh, 
my personal favorite was the young lady walking around in a cheese bra. So, <laughs> Classy. Yeah. Very yeah. cheesy. Very cheesy. So, so I'm going to go to the polar opposite end of that now. You're in that same tailgating lot. You know which one you're going to. What's one that you're not going to? You see this tailgating food that people tend to think is a tailgate food, but you disagree with. Cheap hot dogs. Cheap hot dogs. So how do you know if the hot dog's cheap? You're just walking by. You're looking at it. You can tell. Um, When you're from Chicago area. Yeah. yeah. It's in your blood. (laughs) Is my personal favorite. What'd you say? One more time. Vienna beef. Vienna beef. Okay. Uh, First off, it's not in his blood. It's in his arteries. There's a pulled sausage just lodged in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Heart attack. Yeah. Um, So, but um, yeah, cheap hot dogs. And yeah, I'm not going to name any brands, but you know them when you've seen them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they they just don't look right. Yeah, I agree. Oscar Mayer. I'm not an Oscar Mayer hot dog guy. I'll name the brand. I don't care. Yeah, it's not. I got other fans in mind, but yeah, <laughs> I'm very. You're trying not to start a civil war. <laughs> All right, so we get we got some good questions in there. I think Ed, what is your fourth key to tailgating? Drinks, drinks, cold beer. Okay, cold I mean, beer. It's just and, cold beer. You know, and that that covers so much. You know, I'm a I'm a Coors Light guy. And, but I do have some of my favorites. I love Gumball Head, Spotted Cow, just to name a few. You know, anything about three Floyds makes. Um, Anything cold? Cold. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Well, we ate the bottles too. Yeah. The bottles bottles are bad, but cans, you know, you're not, you know, if someone drops one, which is bound to happen, you Uh know, you're not all over the parking lot in your tailgate. So, no one class. That's a don't. That's a big don't. That's a don't. There you go. No that's glass at the tailgate. So that's a that's a little pointer right there. You think you're going to the tailgate? You're carrying a you know sixteen pack of beer. They're all bottles. That's a don't. Go get those cans. Go put those bottles back. Grab those cans because we don't want that broken glass. It's going to affect everything in the tailgate. Now I, I, I don't. To, I hate to put you on the spot, Ed, but if I remember correctly, the Patriots game tailgate. I'm pretty sure we crushed forty eight bottles of Bud Light before. But was it cold? So it here's was cold. Thing. It was cold. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think we did preparation the best. I think we kind of just wung that. Just wung that? Wung it. But you know what? Um, Our our plan was to get a bunch of beer in a cooler and throw some ice in it. And I don't even think we really ate at that tailgate. That was was just beer. It was beer. A wise man. It was great. So so we had some sort of plan, right? So we, we had, okay. So wise man told me. A man with a shitty plan is better off than a man with no plan at all. And that could be applied to tailgates. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's uh, that's deep. Yeah. Bring that beer. If anything, bring a bottle. Bring a bottle of Jack or something. Yes. And a bottle of Jack. That's aggressive. A couple of examples. Um, sound juice. Your audience, right? Um, so beer is a great unifier. Yes, and, but you know, as you know, your mother doesn't drink beer. Um, it's true. So you know, not everybody I mean, likes beer, right? Unfortunately, so you know whether it's you know White Claw or you know a mixed drink or a High know, Noon, High Noon, whatever the case is. Sponsor right? us, please, High Noon. Have an assortment as well. 
Um, but beer's always been central to my uh, drink. And as I said earlier, don't forget the water. The water's essential. Water's too. it's beverages. It's part of it. Drinks. So going into it, number five. Ah. Give me, give me your last key to performing the best tailgate you can possibly have. Absolutely, make it a celebration. Yeah. In other words, have fun. That's why you're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. If you do all these other things in the preparation and you know, do so within your comfortable budget and what resources you have. But <clears throat> if you're prepared and, you know, it's going to make it fun. In other words, you're going to be able to savor the moment, have fun with your friends, you know, be friendly to everyone, invite others in, offer them a beer, you know, talk to people, even people in the opposing jerseys. It's fun to give them some, you know, some grief, you yeah. know, as you know we we jumped in any patriot jersey walking by as an example but yeah this was all in good we had one in our group too yep don't yeah. tell the people that yes well, we, we don't we don't own them at games everybody no, has them, right so so be nice that's the do nice. yeah be not, friendly, fun make it a celebration do not yeah. be hostilious hostilious be welcoming hostilious <laughs> so, so Ed, Ed and Zach so Ed, that was a great keys to success um, Zach I think you and I might have some don'ts would you agree okay See, I definitely I would yeah so I, I'm just going to give one and I think it's very obvious number one key for a successful tailgate don't oversleep your tailgate do not oversleep <laughs> the tailgate I, it, it happens every time at least for at least for some of the morning stuff. I mean, shoot, even the afternoon stuff, people are always sleeping. Like, don't be the guy that shows up two hours late and you're already packing up and you're like, oh, where's the beer? Okay. So I have a don't. Don't bring any other table that's not white that you can't jump through. Because you gotta jump through a table at a tailgate. And it's gotta be a white table. So that is a do. <laughs> that's also a don't. So Hit Walmart and get a white table. Yeah, you get a table you can jump off of. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Or jump onto, I should say. You won't see me jumping on tables. Those days are over for I would love to see that. (laughs) Well, not from the top of a van. That's for sure. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, we, we provided the guide to having a successful tailgate because of the legend. Tail master, tailgating master Ed Batustak, and we appreciate you coming on the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, and look forward to the next time. Thanks, Ed. Cheers. Cheers. Go Colts, baby. Colts.